today on The Breakdown. Sometimes your opponents are pretty easy to read. Sometimes they're straightforward. You got the sort of stereotypical old guy who's tight. You got the young guy who's crazy. You got the guy who doesn't know what he's doing and never played before. You got the more straightforward regs that you play against, whatever it might be. But then there's other guys. The guys like Matt Berkey, where often we don't really know what he's doing and we don't know why. And that's true not just for us, but for most of his opponents, I would say. Most of the time, I'm not even sure if Matt Berkey knows why he's doing what he's doing, some of the time anyway. He played a hand, though, against Daniel Jungleman Cates recently on Poker Go in a 300, 600, 1200 game. Huge money. Everyone's got more than a quarter million dollars in front of them. It was a cash game, and oh boy, things got pretty whack. And we're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. <laughs> That opening was almost a full minute long. You're welcome. Will you shut the hell up? <laughs> I mean, man, I really went for it, didn't I? You did. Uh, you know, this, this hand is, is going to be, I'm going to coin a, a word here, I think. Yeah. It's, it's probably been said before. It's going to be Burkalicious. It's hand. definitely been said before. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's going to be, it's going to have a lot of burkitude. I'll say that. That might be new. Yeah. Nice. It, it's going to, you're going to have to find it in the burkography <laughs> of the poker universe. <laughs> I'll say, Daniel Cates may wish he has a burkectomy by the end of this uh, <laughs> freaking hand. It's possible. He definitely wants a burkectomy. <laughs> Actually, regardless of how this results, of this yeah. hand goes, he's going to want a burkectomy. Yeah. Well, Daniel Cates wants an everybody-ectomy, I mm. think. Daniel Cates hates the world. He does seem to. It's kind of a, an interesting dichotomy of, of attitudes and personalities between these guys. Berkey's like, when he's in the hand in the min- middle of a moment as a stern face, but like at the table is happy-go-lucky, joking with everybody, and Daniel Cates is like, you're all stupid and I hate you. Basically. Yeah. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> that's, that's the Daniel Cates way. Berkey, by the way, really friendly guy. We've interviewed him before. You guys may know. Um, we did a podcast with our interview about a year ago or something like that. Um, really nice guy, too. Like, recognized us both at the World Series of Poker, came up to us individually, talked to us for a bit, like remembered our names, and all that, just from that one interview even. It's yeah. really, really quite cool and very friendly guy. Yes, he is. So, so just to say, like, I've never met Jungle Man, but like Berkey, I like Berkey. He's an interesting dude. He is uh, intellectual, for sure. Yes. But I'm not always sure I know what the hell he's talking about Yeah, he's a, he's a different type of thinker. Yeah. You, you were just saying before we started this podcast, it's so interesting that him and Christian Soto started a, a poker coaching business together, Solve for Why. Yeah. And Christian Soto is a guy we've interviewed as well, and we highly respect his mind as far as poker is concerned. And, and yeah. In a way that we actually understand what he's saying, it's it's like when Christian Soto says something, it's like I didn't think of that, but that is correct. Correct. And when Matt Berkey says something, it's like I didn't think of that, and I don't know what the hell you just said. Or right? I didn't think about that, and that can't be correct. Yeah. Either one of those. Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, we also sometimes think like, "Whoa, interesting." Yeah. I mean, I certainly I don't mean to like downplay what Berkey's doing. Oh, of course, Berkey's really found success. And one of the things I was saying, yeah, not only do they do they do this thing together, Christian Soto, who is one of the best game theory players in the world chose to work with Matt Berkey, which says yeah. a lot to me about Matt Berkey. And that, Matt Berkey is not about game theory. That no. That is for sure. No. Also, no. Yeah, he's all about the full-on full, full on exploit. He feels like the exploit is still live in the high-stakes poker yeah. community, and he's the one doing it. And to be clear, Soto is also about exploiting players. Oh, certainly. He talked about it on our interview, but, but I mean, it's nothing like what Berkey's doing, clearly. I mean... I mean, let's just get into it. Like, yeah. you'll see what we're talking about. Yeah, you will. Because he, he does so many things that are non-standard and, and something that you would think, like, 
A player who was a bit behind the curve would have done in 2009. Exact a Mundo. This is, this is, yeah. I mean, he has, he has more nuanced reasoning behind what he's doing, obviously, than those we, players. Yeah, more than them. But yeah. I'm still not sure if it's good or not. And I guess that's what we're going to explore today I mean, the in thing, this hand. The truth is, he's had a significant amount of success. He has. Yeah. Although I don't know where he comes from either. So it's a little harder to know. He comes from poverty, actually. Well, is that true? Do you uh, actually know that? As far as I remember, the first time he showed up playing the Super High Roller Bowl, that was talked about in his interviews. Oh, really? All his okay. Stuff. Yeah. So he isn't like just independently wealthy no. and like. Showing up to all these things. Oh, yeah. that, that's actually really cool. I did not know yeah. that. I will say, watching him play and some of the decisions he makes, it was possible he's just insanely wealthy from other things, you know? Sure. Yeah. Sure. But, I mean, he's clearly a pro and not a, uh, like, a businessman. But some of the decisions he makes are businessman decisions. It feels like, at least from the outside looking at That's in. why it's so fun to break down one of his hands. Yeah. Because he's this guy who's had so much success. Yeah. But the rest of the high-stakes community at large mostly doesn't respect his game. Yeah, he told us that. Yeah, he's that. like, yeah, nobody respects my game. Who, yeah, he's like, everyone good. makes fun of my game. Everyone yeah. thinks it's bad. Everyone thinks I'm terrible. Yeah. Um, we don't think he's terrible. I th- but We think he makes some decisions that are hard for us to find a way to defend. Yeah, and if someone else did it, we would say, well, that's terrible. And it's possible we're going to say that about him, too, right now. Let's find out. Okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But definitely hard to defend, I think, is a reasonable thing to say. It's the uh, Poker After Dark cash game from 2017. Yeah. Now, a little backstory. This is a cash game that's been going on for a few hours. It's a very, very deep-stacked, rich-person cash game. These guys have, like, 300K in front of them. It's uh, a hand we have not broken down, but have maybe referenced before on the podcast is in this very cash game earlier on, Daniel Cates folded two kings to Matt Berkey when Berkey, what he check raised? He flop. He had ace jack. It was a jack high flop. Uh, he had called the three at pre flop as well from Cates, yeah. who was in position with two kings. Uh, on the flop, he check called. On the turn, he check raised all in for a lot for like $150,000. And, and Kate ended up folding the over pair of two kings. Kate sank for like 20 minutes and folded yeah. two kings. And those are the two guys that we're going to be talking about in this yeah. game. Uh, so it is a $300, $600 game with a $1,200 straddle. So stakes that I have yet to play. I'll say. I mean, you know what? You're going to get in one of those games. It's just a question of scheduling. Yeah, right. I mean, they called me for that game, and I was like, I have four hundred k in my pocket right now. But damn it, I'm 10 minutes away, and I just ordered a burger. <laughs> yeah. and, and have you been to Smash Burger? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. All right. So with this $1,200 straddle on, we are six-handed because it is poker after dark. Daniel Cates is under the gun, and he's got his favorite hand, the two kings again. Yes. He must request those babies. Am I right? You are right. Thank you. I didn't think you were going to say I was right. I decided to. You just didn't want me to keep going. Yeah, yep. That's right. anyway. That was a way of politely shutting you down. That's correct. It didn't work, did it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to try some new strategies. Yeah. All right. So he's under the gun, which is really late position-ish, but he's opening kings anyway. Doesn't matter where I mean, he is. Middle position. Yeah. Right. Not late. Yeah. Late-ish position. It's really not. So, semi-late it's position. Absolutely not late position. There's a straddle. Okay. There's a straddle. That's fair. That's fair. So maybe you shut up. I'll shut up now. Okay. Two kings. King of hearts, king of spades. Makes it 3000 which is notably small for a cash game with a $1,200 straddle. That's like tournament sizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two and a half X. Do you think that's just because that's going to be obviously a standard sizing when there's a straddle on, and due to the size of the game, it's going to have a similar effect that a, a larger bet would, and he wants to have that be consistent? I mean, I don't know, man. I wouldn't think the size of the game would matter. I would think the fact that everyone's got a lot of money and are playing deep would cause them to call more often, like... I don't think they would care that it's a 3K open, like it's 1,800 more. To these guys, that's fine. Who cares, you know? Yeah, it's weird. I mean, Cates has almost 300 straddles in his own stack. Cates Cates is supposed to be making it at least 4,000 here, right? If not 4,500. Right. 
So, but clearly that he's decided to do this, and I, I would guess this is standard sizing for him. Yes. So maybe he's doing. Maybe he's um, also positionally sizing, meaning like from the hijack or under the gun, he's going to have a tighter range, so he can size a little smaller. And as his range gets a little wider, he's going to size bigger, so that way he gets less of a a, a range calling him, a, a narrow range calling him. He but gets more folds and stuff. That doesn't quite follow logically in my mind because wouldn't you want to put more money in the pot when you have bigger hands? But you don't mind to call as much when you have a bigger hand either, right? You don't mind the action True. when you've got a good hand. So, like, if your range is going to be tighter, you can op- you could actually make the case either way for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm just thinking back to long, many, many years ago, like... When I say this, I mean like 13 years ago now. Nah, 12 years ago, 11 years ago. Matt Matros, triple bracelet winner and friend of the podcast, Matt Matros, and friend of mine. Uh, I was watching him min-raise under the gun in some online tournament, and I said, why are you min-raising? Like, this is, this is at the beginning of the min-raising generation, yeah. when that first was starting. And he's like, well, I'm under the gun, so my range is really, is really strong here. And I sort of thought, similarly to what you just said, and he felt like, no, 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 my range is really strong. So I think you can make the case either way. I think both are reasonable, but, but that may be what's a, going this on. This is a cash game. Like this is yeah. small no matter what in a cash game. It's small. Like it's if, really if small. If you're going to vary your sizing, I would think the lower end would be something like 3,800 here. Yeah. Is it just that he wants action from Berkey? You would think you'd raise it more because Berkey's more willing to give you action anyway, yeah. right? It's like, let's just bump it up, man. Maybe you meant to grab four chips and you grab three. Anyway, let's move on. Doesn't matter. This is the least of the weird decisions. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, So this is another slightly weird decision that happens right away, though. Brian Rast, who stack is unknown because he becomes a garbage human relatively quickly, has two tens on the button in a straddle six-handed game against Daniel Cates, and he just flats with two tens. That's really surprising. Yeah. So it's one of a few things, right? It's one is the guys behind him are three betting a lot. Yeah. Two, uh, he's a little cowed by the money. And doesn't want to. And I don't think of Brian Rass as being that guy. No, I don't think all. he is at all. Um, three, he's slow playing. But tens is not really a great hand to slow play. Like so many bad flops. So many bad flops. So many times you're just in a situation where you're like, I guess I just have to fold now. Yeah. Like I don't. I mean, I do it sometimes, but I don't like slow playing kings in this spot because it feels like so often I'm, I talk. I'm like, well, shouldn't I just fold? Like yeah. this is pretty clearly a fold now, right? And it sucks. And you're like, oh, if I just three bet, I I win so much more. Well, I mean, it, it could be for the sake of balance. You know, you could just be calling 10 sometimes and raising 10 sometimes. Yeah, that's, which is reasonable, actually. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, that's fair. And it's not so bad also to, to flat the button if you're going to do it with a hand like this, right? Yeah. So that way you, lose, you have position the rest of the way. It just sucks to let Berkey in like almost 100% of the I know. time. I know, it really, really does. Because he only has to call 1,800. I mean, if Berkey's been squeezing, though, with any regularity, suddenly this looks like a much better the play. The squeeze is so much less appealing when he only has to call 1,800, though. Yeah, like, to win so much. I agree. I agree. So, yeah, it's an interesting decision. I don't think it's necessarily bad or anything. It's just kind of notable. Yeah. Um, the blinds fold, and it gets to Berkey in the big, not the big blind, the straddle. And he's got 350K in front of him, and he has queen five offsuit, queen of hearts, five of clubs, and he calls. I think you kind of have to call with almost everything. It's a pretty bad hand. It's a pretty bad hand, but there's 9,700 in the pot, and you have to call 1,800. Yeah. Yeah, and we just don't have to get crazy with this yeah. hand. Like we can, we should play very carefully. With one pair should not be something we go nuts with. With queen five, if we flop a queen or we flop a flop a five, we shouldn't give a whole lot of action. Like right. we're looking to hit two pair hands, open enders, pair and an open ender, whatever stuff like that. We're looking for for bigger hands than that. That's that's what we're really looking for. So obviously, top pair, we're not just going to fold. No, of course. Um, but we don't want to lose our mind either. Clearly, right with this kind of a hand, like right. we have no kicker either way. 
against Cates' range, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. I think it's a fine call, though. Okay, you know, I agree with you. I agree with you. We just have to, we just have to play it carefully. We should know that, though. You know what else is fine? Sweet as fine wine? Yeah. And quite divine? Uh-huh. Nitrogen Sports Poker That's Rhine. not where I thought you were going. Nitrogen Sports Poker what? Rhine. Rhine? Which is, means room in um, a different language. Does that, it? No. I just wanted it to rhyme with the thing I was doing. Well, the Rhine is a, is a famous river. River. A river yeah. in Germany. Why, why can't it just be that? Because that's not where nitrogen sports poker Rhine is. Oh. It's on the internet. Maybe they took some of that river water and brought it with them wherever they are. And now to the internet data server? The nitrogen sports poker Rhine, wherever they may be. You're welcome. Grant. <laughs> Thank you for informing me about the way the world works. Yeah. Um, and the way nitrogen sports poker works is good. Yeah. So, oh, so good. <laughs> if you use the link in the description of this podcast, when you sign up for nitrogen, you get access to exclusive poker guys events. Right now we have a monthly tournament. We've talked about it a lot. There's always a big overlay. Yeah. Just get in there. Thousand buy-ins. We get like 80 people who actually buy in. Let's go. And uh, you have to use the link to even see the tournament. Yeah. If we ever do any other future events with Nitrogen, which I imagine we will, that's also going to be the only way to access those. Mm-hmm. So definitely use the link. And there's good benefits. You know, Nitrogen Sports Poker Room, it's a nice poker room. It's housed on the internet. You know, not in the Rhine, on the internet. Right. And, uh, and not just on the internet, but in the browser. You don't even have to download any software. That's, That's true. pretty sweet. That is nice, actually. And it's a, the sign-up is so easy. It's just a username and a password. You just... Click, clickety, clack, clack. See, what I like about it is that you can sports bet on there. You can sports bet. As I sometimes do. And you can also, there's casino games, which I'm not super into, but a lot of people are. Jonathan, did you know that you can sports bet and play casino games on Nitrogen? Yeah, I did, actually. Oh, wow. I was just saying that. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, we're on the same page there. Um, Of course, the poker is smooth as peanut butter, creamy style. Yeah, creamy style. No chunky peanut butter for Nitrogen. Super smooth. Yeah, smooth peanut butter. Yeah. Anyway, use the link. It's good stuff. Use the link in the description. Come on. Get on Nitrogen. Get you some poker. Bet some NFL. Bet some NBA. Have some fun. Have some fun, man. Feels good to win money. Let's see who wins money in this hand. Okay. Now, we've got uh, Rast with tens. We've got Cates as the aggressor with kings. We've got Berkey with queen five off. $10,500 in the pot. The flop is queen nine seven rainbow. So Berkey flops top pair. Rast flops just one over card to his tens in Cates. Mostly likes the flop. It's not the best flop in the world, but it's definitely good enough. It's definitely good enough. Yeah. We're not going to love, you know, getting huge action, obviously, especially from Rast. Right. Actually, from either guy, but whatever. We've got kings. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, there's no actual straights or flushes yet, so that's great. Yeah. And it is a rainbow board. Berkey checks. Okay. He didn't didn't lead. I thought Berkey might lead because he's Berkey. He does stuff like that. It's not the end of the world to lead here, but whatever. It will end the world if he leads. (laughs) Save the cheerleader, save the world. Nice. Heroes season one. Yeah, I only I just saw the commercials and they kept saying that. You never watched season one? No. That was like the good season, man. They just kept saying that in the commercials though. Yeah, they said it. And a that lot. pissed me off. And I was like, you know what, NBC? You can suck a lemon. I That's enjoyed I that said. first season very much. And then it got bad. Is that what happened? Yep. It got terrible really quickly. Like I think I lasted four episodes into season two and I bailed and I heard it never got better. And they did like four more seasons or something. I mean, at least you got a full season. Some shows yeah. just have a great pilot and then they suck. No, it was definitely more than just you know how you knew Heroes was in trouble? How? So the entire season, they're building up this big battle between the bad guy and everybody else, right? Yeah. And this bad guy is, like, super powerful. Like, he can do anything. He basically, what he does is he actually cuts out people's brains, heroes' brains, or people with powers' brains, because they're just random people in the, in the show, yeah. in the world who have powers now. 
and he like absorbs their brain and then he has their power too. So he just keeps adding to his power collection. So he can do all these things and more and more. Every time he, he, gets, he gets someone, he gets to do their powers too. So he's basically this almost unstoppable thing. And the way they kill him is one of the heroes who can teleport, teleports in with the samurai sword and just stabs him in the chest, like slowly. Like it takes forever. The guy could have easily dodged it or used many of all of his like telekinesis to stop it. He just gets stabbed and quote dies, although doesn't really die because of course no one ever dies in these things, you know, but like they defeat him in a way that is super dumb and is not, it should never have happened. And I was like, there's a problem here. Like, <laughs> How do you build up this show so well? And they're doing so many cool things and, and have that be the way you vanquish the bad guy. Like, come on, man. And then it was terrible. It was trash from there on out. Okay. Good to know. Wow. There you go. There's your one and a half minutes on heroes. Might've been longer than that even. Yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> queen nine, seven rainbow. Berkey yeah. has checked his top pair with Queen 5. Good. I like that the best. Cates is going to continue with curious tournament-style sizing. Okay. And bet 5,000 into 10,500. Yeah, that is a little curious. Queen 9-7, right? Yeah. Cates is just sizing this as if it's a tournament. Yeah. Maybe he just feels... Maybe he does feel just that the amounts are big enough that he can afford to do that. Maybe. It's, it know. is surprising. Like, typical sizing is going to be 60 to 70% of the pot here. Yeah. At least half the pot. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's weird. What's going on there? You okay? uh, no, I'm just thinking. What are you thinking about? I'm thinking about like what would what would I size it? Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, assuming I made it 3K pre-flop. Yeah. I feel like I, I would size it bigger on the flop still, no matter what the money situation is. Like, yeah. A queen's gonna call, right? Not just a queen. I yeah. mean, if Berkey has a nine or a seven, he's gonna call right. it once too. Like, let's make it 8K. By the way, like Rast may call with two tens when we bet here, right? Like eight K is cool, six and a half K is cool, seven K is cool. What did he bet? He bet five K. Five into ten point five, right? Yeah. That's just weird. Even six K is a little small, but at least it's not a super wet board. So we could bet a little bit less, but it's not, it's the board that's all over these guys' ranges. Like they're gonna hit enough of this that we should get a call. Someone yeah. should call us. Yeah, I feel like we should bet more. Yeah. And of course we're talking about this. This way, because it's a cash game, I just want to make sure that's clear. Like Tournament sizing is a very different thing. Yeah, because people can't reload. Yeah. Um, all right. So he bets the 5K. Rest calls with his 10s. I don't yeah. see what else he's going to do there. He's got a call. Yeah. Now it's time for the Birkinator to, to teach us some new Burkography here, because he does the thing that is kind of like what I referenced when I'm saying like a, a guy who hasn't quite caught up in 2009 would do. <laughs> And he check raises to 25K with queen five on a queen nine seven board with a C bet and a call. So, what's that? What's All happening? Right. Well, let's start with the obvious. It's really hard for anyone with a worse hand to call. Right? Yes. Maybe Jack 10 could call. Or, or 10 I feel like part suited. of the intent of this raise is equity denial from the open unders. Yeah, I guess you're right because it's so much, yeah. right? Because it's 20K more. How much is in the pot by the time he gets to Berkey? Like 20? 20K. About 20. 20K. Um, and he makes it 25. So there's 45 in there, and it's 20 to call. I don't know. Jack 10's probably going to call in position against him once anyway. Yeah. Um, but he's charging it at least. Yeah. And, yeah, he is charging it. That's true. And that's good. Um, yeah. Okay. The problem is there's two players here, right? So Rask can have Jack 10. Yes. That's reasonable. And so Token I see case. that. Yeah. Kate's also has like a lot of good queens and better as we see. Yeah. And I just feel like let's say Kate says Jack Jack here. He's folding, right? Yeah. 
so that's not great. No, it is not. That's a real problem here. So we, so any any hand that has made value, any made hand that we're beating is is folding now that we've raised. The question is, if Kate says king queen, what is he doing? Is he going to call or, or is he going to fold? I imagine he's calling. I can't imagine him folding either. So that that makes this raise really curious. Now we are at a position which does give us a little more reason to raise, right? Because if we're if we want to charge the draws, if we if we just call and check the turn, it's going to check through a lot and they're going to get like a free card. So this is a way of preventing that, which is cool. Sort of like what you were saying before, yeah. right? Um, so this is a way of like dealing with the fact that Jack-10 doesn't get a free card on the turn yeah. very often. Still, man, I hate game theory disasters, and we are square in a game theory disaster, except for the straight draws that can call Yeah, us. it really does feel that way. I mean, the best I can come up with is that because it's a three-way pot, it's like a limit-style equity consolidation play. You know, to try to to knock out one of the players so that like the equity remains with the with the two remaining players, mm-hmm. and, and so they don't have to deal with the third player's equity. Uh, but that's the best I got, and it's not very good. I mean, if Ras has Jack ten, and Kate's calls the raise, Ras is calling. Yes, he is. If Ras has Jack ten and Kate's folds, Ras is calling. If Ras has King ten, he's folding. Yes, that's true. He's folding the gut shot, right? Yeah, and an overcard. Yeah, so that's some value. Does it have enough value? Probably not. Probably not. We're also out of position, which means now we're inflating a pot where we're out of position, which ain't super great. It's going to be hard. I mean, this is a hand that's just hard to get value with, and this is one of the reasons why calling pre-flop with queen five, there's some problems with it, right? And I understand the incredible value we're getting, and I'm not against it, but this is one of the problems is it's just hard to get a lot of value when we flop a good hand. And like in that, like we're losing right now, which isn't great. Yeah. Um, but if we're winning, it's hard to get value too. Like, how are we going to get more than one street of value if we're winning? It's maybe we can, but it's hard. Maybe maybe it's like not all about this street. Maybe yeah. maybe there's a, a couple branches that this plan can go on. Where on this street, this play is all about equity denial. Yeah. And if Berkey gets called, perhaps there's cards that improve his equity and stuff like that. Maybe he continues on those, or maybe he decides to bluff based on certain cards coming off. If he feels like there's a certain range that's calling him, you know, I don't know. Well, it's, here's some, yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I will say this. It's not easy for Kate's. Let's say Berkey raises Kate's King queen, which is a reasonable hand for him to have. I know we block it, but yeah. still it's pretty reasonable. Um, if he calls, it's very reasonable, right? Yeah. So Kate's calls with King queen doesn't love it, but calls rast calls rest yeah. is Jack 10 and calls. Okay. This is sort of a nightmare spot for Berkey, by the yeah. way. Like everything's calls. The turn is a brick, and we bet again. I don't think it's easy for Jungleman to call again. No, he can't. And Ras, we might be able to price out too. We might be able to turn our hand just into a cool bluff on the turn, but but why would we have to engineer that scenario? We have top pair. Yeah. This is we usually have the best hand. Yeah. Right. Why would we have to turn? Why we're setting up a thing so if we need to bluff, we can bluff later. I don't know. This feels like just a really bad use of chips. It does. It feels like Berkey's just trying to be the guy who's like, I have this expansive value range, so right. it's really hard for you to play against me. Right. You're going to hero me, right? Because I yeah. can have anything. So maybe Berkey does think that Case would call with Jacks because it's Berkey. And he but has he's this got Ras behind him. I know. I know. So I don't Ras know. has King Queen a lot here and Queen Jack suited and yeah. stuff, right? Queen 10 suited. So he's not going to call with two Jacks. He just yeah. can't. He's either going to raise with two jacks to knock Rast out, but most of the time he's just going to fold. And either way, that's no good for us because if if freaking Jungleman re-raises, we have to fold. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I assume we're folding, right? I mean, I don't know. Berkey's different, but I assume yeah. we're freaking we're freaking folding. Maybe maybe Berkey's is like I block a set of queens. I'm going with it. Right, like you, you can't have a set of queens very easily. So you sure can How have can a set. You? Of, sure can have a set of nines or sevens, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't have a set of queens almost ever. So yeah. that's not good. Like you have all the nutted hands. I have very few of them. I have less for sure. Berkey might three bet nines preflop. Might might three bet sevens preflop. Definitely is betting queens for preflop almost always. Right. Yeah. So, but and and Jungleman can have all the sets, obviously. Because he just raised pre, and no one has done anything except give him. He's bet every chance he's had. All right. Well, the raise happened, okay? Okay. Berkey raised to 25. Okay. And I, before we move on, I want to talk about this from a different perspective and think of, like, if we don't know it's Matt Berkey, yeah. like, what is his traditional range here that makes sense? Yeah. And I think it's pretty easy to figure that out, obviously. Yeah. It's like a set of sevens, a set of nines, although sometimes he might three-bet those preflop. Um and all of the two-pair combos. It's two-pair plus for value. And then Jack-10 and 6-8 are probably in there, too. Yeah. And exactly. eight, eight, ten. Mm-hmm. The straight draw is two pair plus. That that's the traditional raising yeah. range for sure. Right. So that range is not amazing for kings, but also it's Berkey. So whatever. And mm-hmm. if he has the jack ten, we heavily block his outs at least. So there's that. Yeah. As Cates with two kings, and there might be some players that you can fold to if you're Daniel Cates here because that range is value heavy. But the tighter players you can fold to. Yeah. You can bet fold. The very, very tight players who just aren't going to show up without Johnny really Chan. It. Yeah, there's some guys who just aren't raising with draws. Right. They're going to check call on the spot with a draw, especially when they can close the action and it's relatively cheap. They're just never going to have a draw here. And if they're never going to have a draw and they're raising and we know their raising range, their value raising range is always two pair plus, we can consider folding right now. I think Johnny Strongly Chan. Consider like, like Johnny Chan, you fold two here. Right? Um, probably, yeah. 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 But Berkey could have... Pretty much anything, which I guess is part of what he likes about his game, is that he can have a lot of things. I like this race so much more if they're heads up, because now you do you may have to hero him with worse hands yeah. than queens. Yeah. But with Rass behind Kate's, I just feel like Kate's has much easier decisions. Much more stra- easier is the wrong word. Much more straightforward decisions when we have queen five anyway, in terms of like putting us in this true game theory hell that yeah. we're we're in. So yeah, I think I think because like you're saying, because it's Berkey. We, we were saying king-queen is a call for yeah. Cates. King-king is an obvious call. We don't even block the queens. And we should know by now that we were check-raised all in on the turn by ace-jack on a jack-high board when we yeah. folded two kings earlier in this session because it's a streaming live, and we probably were told that by now. Someone texted us, yeah. right? So we know that Berkey's overvalues top pair. So right. this is a super easy not-fold spot. I think the question is, do we want to raise to knock out Ras? Do we feel we need to do that? or should we? But then we might lose Berkey. We probably can only call here. Yeah, I mean, Rast is only really calling if he has an open ender or or, or two pair or right? two pair. But he's probably raising two pair from the get. A lot of the time, sometimes he may. Sometimes slow play. he might. Yeah, if he's queen nine or something, maybe he's slow playing. So it. I think we can call and just like let Rast have an open ender. Yeah, because especially because we block the outs to Jack ten. We sure do. By the way, if a king if a king hits, we may then be handcuffed to the hand against yeah. the nuts. But we have outs, like you're saying, and we it means he only has six outs anyway. It's fine. It's obviously fine to call here. Also, we don't want to put ourselves in the game theory disaster spot against Berkey, which is what right. we'd be doing yeah. most of the time. Yeah, right? so Kate's calls, and that makes all the sense in the world to me. Yeah. Rast folds. Is this an opportunity for Rast to back raise based on it being Berkey and Kate's not re-raising? Wow. That is a super interesting question that I had not thought of. Yeah, I just thought of it. Wow, okay. He has two tens, by the way. So when... When Jungle Man flats here, he usually has 
King Queen to Aces, right? Those are like his most likely holdings, right? King Queen or Jack, a, a good Jack queen, a good Queen. Okay, Jack Tenson, sure. Yeah. But a good Queen and and the top of not the not the tippy top, but most of the top of his range consisted of one pair of hands. Yes. Right? He's like he you really got to believe that at least some of the time he's going to three bet with when he has a set. I got to believe it too cuz Berkey can have two pair yeah. very reasonably, yeah. right? Um, and you just want to get it all, especially if top set, you're like, well, you can have middle set or bottom set or bottom two or some other thing. Right. Also, you're Matt Berkey. No, now, Cates is a very good balanced player, so yes. it's impossible to range him perfectly. Correct. But it would seem that he is usually going to have a one pair hand. Okay. So, yeah. Now, Berkey can still really have two pair here. He can. The only reason I ask the question is because it is Berkey, and for the same reasons that as Cates, it's impossible to fold kings here, and we're even considering raising them, is because we know Berkey raises one pair hands here. Yeah. And now, Berkey, like, if we make it 75K, Berkey's folding is one pair hand, obviously. Yes, he is. Now, here's the other thing. Rast also has a bit of a nutso reputation who overvalues hands and things like that. That's true. Is it possible we make this raise successfully knock out Berkey and Cates is just like, well, obviously I can't fold to you either, like the top of my range. Like, my strong one pair of hands can't fold because you might be overvaluing top pair. I mean, and you're the Rast, kind of guy who would do this with a straight draw. Can Rast overvalue top pair to this extent where there's a huge raise already and a call, and then he has king queen? He's like, well, this is obviously the best hand. Well, he could well, have. Like, Rast ace. isn't that guy. No, no, but he could be turning it into a bluff. Yeah. Um, and he could definitely have Jack 10 him do it, right? Two tens is a weird one to do with. He does block Jack 10, which is cool. Yeah. But he, that's only a straight draw. That's not even a straight. <laughs> I mean,. There's, There's an this. opportunity here, and it might work, but we just don't need to do this. Berkey's in the game anyway. Why do we have to do this right now? There's going to yeah. be better spots. No, I know. I was just I wanted to check out the idea. No, it's a really interesting idea. Obviously, he'd be repping like bottom set most of the time when he did that. Yeah, I mean, would it work? Yeah, I think it would. Probably. Is Kate's going to fold? Probably. Yeah, it's not 100. percent I mean, most of the time, I think yes. Gates will be in one of those weird spots where he's like, well, I'm sort of near the top of my range, but my hand is kind of face up. Sort of sucks. Yeah. But yeah. none of that happens. Right. Rast folds. Right. As the- he should. Theory land goes by the wayside, and we head to the turn with a total of 65,500 in the pot. Man, this pot got too big because Matt Berkey likes to make the pot too big. Yep. Uh, turn is a six of hearts. So Berkey picks up a bad gut shot. It's now yeah. queen nine seven six. He has a five with his queen. Hey, so. an eight would do it though. An eight would be great, even though it wouldn't look great because you could lose still. But an eight would be checkmate. Nice. An eight would make me sated for my poker hunger. It would make Daniel Kate irate. <laughs> nice. You know, uh, actually, an eight would an eight would really open the gate <laughs> to uh, Daniel Kate's losing a lot of. Great money. <laughs> okay. And Daniel Cates is already irate, of course. He wakes yeah. up irate. Yeah. Um, so 65,500 in the pot. Berkey decides to bet again. What do you think? But it's 30K into 65. This time it's a small bet. Okay. I don't, this is the, this, I don't hate this one nearly as much as I, as I hate the last one. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm more on board with this. Yeah, I agree. Like, we're not folding. As Berkey? As Berkey. Yeah. Like, we're check calling anyway. Yeah. Uh, we're probably behind right now, right? Yeah, once we get called. We're often behind. I mean, 8-10 got there, but Cates is the least likely guy in the hand to have 8-10. Right. So Cates could still have Jack-10. That's possible. Oh, that's true. That's cool. So we get to charge that. But also, we picked up equity, which is cool. So that's... So, like, we, we know we're betting. We, sorry, we know we're putting chips in the pot because if we check, Cates is almost always going to bet, right? Yeah. So 
why not set the price, which we do, and we get to set it less than half the pot, pick up a little bit of fold equity and or charge the draws. That's cool too. We're almost never getting raised because that raise would have often happened right on the flop if he had a really big hand, mm-hmm. often. Um, if we get raised, I mean, we have almost no equity anyway, right? Yeah. Like, just fold. he's not turning Jack-10 into a bluff now based on the line we're taking, right? He's So I think I like this bet compared... I think this bet is fine. I'm totally down with this bet. I think you probably should bet here. We're still not folding out any better hands. Right. It sucks, yeah. but if we... But what are we going to do? We're going to check, call, and what? I mean, we're, like, someone's putting in these chips anyway. Why not, why not at least charge the draws instead of letting them check back? Yeah, that's reasonable. That's the only, that's the only good thing. Like, every time... If Kate says king, queen, and we check, he's going to bet, right? He's not gonna, just going to let us have a free shot, isn't he? So do you think by the sizing, we're, we're making it so we're putting less in the pot than Kate's would? I do. Now, I know Kate's has been betting small. Yeah. So that may be a little bit of an issue. But he's probably going to... I mean, he's not going to bet smaller than this. He's been betting... This is, what, this is the same ratio we bet last time. We bet about a little less than half the pot. Yeah. Um, so it probably isn't costing us anything to bet this much. And it may be saving us something. And maybe we pick up a little bit of fold equity against things we don't mind having fold equity against. It's just so weird to know what to do because right. I, I'm never in this spot. Of course. I never check raise queen five on that flop. So like when you get called, it's like, well, I'm always behind. I right. guess I guess I'm betting again as a blow you bet. Right. <laughs> a bluff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got a bluff there. Uh, yeah. We can well. There are a few worse hands that called the flop, which might, which we might fold out on the turn. Like Jack Ten is probably folding now. Yeah, so that's cool. I don't know. It is less than half the pot. It is. He's getting three to one though, and it's not enough. And I don't know. Are we really going to get paid with Jack Ten on the river? Maybe. Maybe. Probably not. If, yeah. if a king comes in, we could decide we're getting paid. But the other way, the eight, yeah. the eight is now going to be super straighty board, and it's hard to get paid. Yeah. Right, it's because there's going to be six, seven, eight, nine on the board if an eight comes. Right? Yeah, that's yep. right. Because Berkey has the gut shot, so that's that's just a tougher spot to get paid. Although we could hope he has a ten, and we've got the nuts, and then we definitely get paid. But that's how does he have a ten? Right. He's got to be Berkey with with a ten somehow. Obviously, queen 10. Berkey would have queen ten here, though. Of so, course he would. Yeah. But but you know, but like that's not super likely either. Right? No. Anyway, Berkey makes this bet. I don't know what to make of it because it's a spot that's unheard of in the. I poker think it's. World. I think it's fine. Yeah. Kate's it's fine. Can do nothing but call still, right? It would seem absurd to fold. Yes. It would seem absurd to race. So Kane's calls with his two kings. I like it. And uh, we're going to head to the river where all the best hands are made, as Kevin from Poker Time likes to say. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, uh, me too. Pot's $125,500. So this pot is just way too big. How big is it? $125,500. I'm just making sure you really said $125,000 in this pot with one pair of hands, and this is just what happened. Okay. Just checking. Way too big. Way too many blinds for what's going on here. There's over 100 blinds in this pot. Yep. We're just getting to the river. Yep. This is this pot is significantly... It's like four times the average annual salary in the U.S. No. Not yeah. anymore. Come on. No, it's like 33K. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Fine. What do I know? All right. Let's move on. <laughs> Maybe median. Maybe that's median because average is... Yeah. Whatever. Median. Uh, so... <laughs> So the river is the eight of diamonds mm-hmm. and life is not fair. And uh, Daniel Cates, all of those thoughts that he has about hating everybody, they're justified. And of course you say that because Berkey does make his straight. He makes a straight with a five. Yeah. So the, he, he got there the hard way. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's unfortunate for Daniel. Yes. 
Now is when some more interesting decisions happen. Mm-hmm. First one that's pretty interesting is that Matt Berkey checks. Awatawa. All right. Let's see if we can let's see if we can justify this. Okay. Let's take a shot at this. Okay. So as Berkey, once we get called in the turn, if we were wondering if we were ahead, if there was something we were ahead against, we know we're losing once he calls the turn. Right? Yes. Like, okay. You definitely have at least King Queen. Yeah. Often better. Often Maybe ace Queen Jack suited. Pl- maybe Queen Jack suited. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Um, but like it's not good. Like ace queen, kings, aces, these are a big part of jungleman's range now, right? Um, so that's real bad. The the question I might have as Berkey is if I bet here, are all those hands just gonna fold because what do they beat now? Like it's hard to come up with a hand that you can it's, beat. You just beat Matt Berkey being Matt Berkey. Right. That's all that's left, right? Yeah. It's it's like when Pesha Silva was up against um uh, Fader. Fader, right, in the main event when they both sort of had their big breakout moments on TV and Pesh called with one pair on the river and he literally said to Negranu, the only thing I could beat was Fader. Like, I can't beat any hands. No, let's, and, and let's, let's not... Like, <laughs> those breakout moments are not equivalent. Pesh could Silva and Fader Holtz. <laughs> like, they both had their big breakout moments and then... Okay, that's fair. Pesh could Silva, like, no one knows who he is. A hundred of you have heard of him. Yeah. We every, love him, though. Every one of you knows who Fedor Holtz yeah, okay. is. Yeah. Fair enough. But Pesh, if you ever get the chance to play with that guy, it's delightful. Yeah, He's a wonderful, move, a but, wonderful man. But moving on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Berkey checks. Okay. Let's keep talking about that. It's interesting. It's not likely to induce a bluff that often, it feels. I agree. This is, this is the problem with checking, is Kate's is just going to check back all his pretty good hands. If you have two pair here as Kate's... Are we going to bet for value? Seems questionable. Kate's has kings. Is he going to bet for value here? Doesn't seem likely. You couldn't really expect that, right? No. And we're putting him on a queen, aces, or kings most of the time, right? As Berkey. We're looking at Kate's. We think, well, that's what this guy has, right? Like, almost always. Yeah. And when he doesn't, we're beat. I think we have to bet to try to get heroed. I agree. Because it's just going to go check, check. So we don't have to bet big. In fact, we can, we can bet small and target those one pair of hands. Yeah. That's fine. Um, I'd be so worried about it going check, check. And it sucks, of course, because once in a while you're going to bet and get raised. Right. And I guess we just have to fold. A lot of the time you have to fold there. Can't fold every time, but a lot of the time, yeah. right? Yeah. But whatever. Like, we're probably going to save money anyway. Bet like 40% of the pot. And fold most of the time when he, if you get raised. And that's better than check calling when he bets 65% of the pot every time he's got you and checks back every time he doesn't. Yep. So this feels like we just have to bet. Well, Berkey checks. Yep. And that is not the most interesting thing that happens. No. Because, because Daniel, the hand isn't over. Daniel Case does not check back. Okay. He does not check back with kings on the queen, nine, seven, five, or six, eight board. Yeah. Four, four straight. Board. Just to be clear, it's six, seven, eight, nine, and yeah. the, and a queen on there. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't check it back with two kings after he was check raised, and then Berkey bet the turn again. Also, of some level of fascination is Kate's sizing. Yeah, he bets pretty big. Uh, in in contrast to his earlier sizing, he bets ninety seven k into one twenty five. I don't understand what's happening right now. So you would think if he was trying to get called by a queen, which is what he's doing. I don't know that we have okay. to discuss that. If he's going to get called, he hopes it's a queen. How about that? Yeah. Okay, that, go on. That is accurate. That You're right. Maybe he's choosing this sizing because he thinks Berkey is just as likely, if not more likely, to call with a queen when Kate's bet's this big. Because would Kate's bet 40K with a super strong hand? Um, I don't know. With a polarized you range. You mean with a polarized range, yeah. yeah. Um, he might on this board. He might. 
He actually might, but I don't know, is the truth. Okay, so the first thing to figure out is what we're just referring to. Is this this a bluff or not? My initial thought is that it is a bluff. So what's he trying to fold out? Two pair. Which two pair? Uh, Bottom two pair, flopped bottom two pair, or flopped top and middle, or any any flopped two pair. So like 9-7, he's trying to... 9-7, queen-7, queen-9. Those all make tons of sense as played. Yep, those are all possible. Okay, and he does. does he, and he can do a pretty good job repping Jack Ten. If I mean, I guess he had to call the turn with Jack Ten, but yeah. But Cates must believe if he's bluffing here that he could call the turn with Jack Ten. What tens are we supposed to have if we're Daniel Cates? How do we have tens? We could have Jack Ten. That's it, right? And we called the turn with it. Yeah, we're getting three to one. We were closing the action. We're getting three to one. Yeah. It's pretty questionable that we'd have Jack-10. I don't know if we can have Jack-10. I don't know if we can either. And we don't have two 10s because of the flop action. Right. We don't really have 10s here, I don't think. We don't really have the top end of the straight very often anyway. Well, if we don't and the intent is to bluff, then it's a terrible bluff. Yep. That means the intent has to be value. Right. Which means we have to be targeting specifically Queen-Jack and King-Queen. And Ace-Queen. And Ace-Queen. An Ace-Queen that decided not to three-bet, which is possible. We saw Ras flatted with eight, yeah. two tens. You get to close the action in a straddle pot with ace-queen. You can do that sometimes, right? Berkey's weird. He might do that sometimes. But what can ace-queen beat? Zero hands. It's really hard to come up with anything. This is why I was saying maybe this is what Berkey, like, this is one of the problems with Berkey even checking or be- betting the, the river is what can even kings beat when Berkey bets the river. And it's like sore to come up with anything, right? Or so brutal. I have to believe this is an intended bluff because mm-hmm. the one pip worse hand, ace-queen, can beat zero hands. It's can, it can be king-queen that's turning itself into a bluff. That's it. Yeah. Right? I don't think queen-jack queen even calls the turn very often. Not, not super often. Maybe no. not even the flop, but it's hard to call with queen-jack when you're like, well, I can think of value that is beating me, and I know he would play top pair weird, like, like this, so I, may not, I can't really call, you know? But ace-queen can call. Ace-queen's going to call. Yeah, um, King Queen is going to call too because sometimes Berkey will three bet Ace Queen, right? And we're beating all the other queens at least. Um, so King Queen has to be bluffing, which means that this has to be a bluff by Cates with Kings. Can you walk us through that? Because a guy that's what we just did, um, but we'll do it again. Yeah. All right. So because if Berkey had the one pip worse hand Ace Queen, that mm-hmm. hand could beat nothing that right. Cates has as played. Right. So. That means so it's going to fold. Yeah, it's going to fold, which means with kings we have to be bluffing, right? Because and the, what we're saying is king queen is is the one hand that ace queen can beat. Yeah, but now it has to be turning itself into a right. bluff, and that's it. And but like, instead, Kate's is turning kings into a bluff, right? Which is a similar thing. Yeah. So he's trying to fold out two pair. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that has to be the intent. I mean, Doesn't I understand have to be. I understand that he doesn't necessarily have the top end of the straight very often, if ever, yeah. which makes it a bad time to bluff. I don't like it. But at the same point. It's a terrible time to value bet with kings. It's a worse time to value bet. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Is it possible this is a merge? Where he thinks like, Berkey's weird. Berkey overvalues hands. Berkey might call me with top pair, even though not, there's really nothing he can beat. But Berkey also might fold two pair. No. Be- no? No. Because that what I just said totally contradicted itself? Yeah. Yeah. It and sure because did. the idea of there being such a thing as a merge bet totally contradicts itself. Also, like for the most part. Yeah. 
Yeah, merging is sort of like, yeah, well, I don't really know what I want here is really what a merge bet is. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm merging is really what is yeah. the truth, right? Um, sometimes a better hand will fall. Sometimes a worse hand will call. Okay, well, which is it? I mean, I think pick, a better pick a side and and then bet accord bet or check accordingly is really. I think what a you better definition of merging is not about a singular hand, but about your entire range, where you have more of like a merged three betting range, meaning you're not polarized in your three betting range. So you have you show up with hands that people don't expect, like king queen in a three betting range type of thing. Um, sure, sure, yeah. Um, it's depolarizing yeah. the range, yeah. That's that's a separate kind of a thing, though, right? right. That's a really different. But I think that's point. like an accurate definition of, of oh, okay. one thing called merge. Whereas this mythical merge bet is not really a real thing. I mean, there was a while back when people like really were talking about it as a strategic yeah. concept, and they would label it on TV as like, "Oh, Johnny Chan's merging here. Negreanu's merging here, and stuff like yeah. that." Um, and I would often not know. Like, I remember one time in like a long ago, Negreanu was up against Johnny Chan in some. I think it was a cash game. Maybe it was even high stakes poker. Maybe not. Um, it wasn't, actually. Negreanu, like, had 4-5 suited and River to 4. Johnny Chan had ace-king. Had 3-bet preflop. Negreanu had called. They had checked it down. Negreanu, River to 4. Johnny checked again. Negreanu bet big on the river. Chan thought forever and called with ace-high and lost. And they were saying Negreanu was merging. Was Negreanu merging? Or was he bluffing? I don't know, man. I, but it's possible he was also value betting. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, Johnny always has ace-high here. He was probably value betting, actually. Yeah. I love, by the way, nothing, nothing that feels much better than value betting like bottom pair against a guy who has ace high and getting called. Like yep. you, really, you really mean to do it. That yep. is one of the great feelings in poker. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, my best feeling like that was not similar, but I, I check raised top top on the river on a triple barrel against an aggressive opponent mm. in the main event. Oh, yeah. And correctly and got called by a worse top pair. That felt really good. That is super sweet. Yeah. That is super sweet. Anyway, back to this hand. So Kate's best 97K. We don't love it for value, and we don't love it as a bluff, but we lean towards it's a bluff. Yeah, okay. I feel like it's probably a bluff. And Berkey does not snap call. I don't understand that. Once you check this hand, you have to snap call. The whole point of checking this hand is so we can snap call. Yeah. He's maybe the bottom the si- of the straight. Maybe the sizing is throwing him off a little bit. Maybe. He's like, oh, you're polarized, but what the hell are you... What the, what's the bluff part of this? Like, that may be, like, yeah. you can just check back all your one pair of hands, right? You don't have to bet. So where's the bluff? You have to have at least a pair here. Like, you called the turn and yeah. the flop. I think what that is, may be the concern. What is Berkey. throwing him off is, like, that Cates has a very strange hand to bluff with, but he's, yeah. he is bluffing. Right. Like, we, I would expect Cates to just check this back. The value is clear. It's the top end of the straight. Yeah, of course. Um, but, but the only way Cates has that if he has, is if he has Jack-10, which would have been a mathematically poor call on the turn. He could have Queen-10 suited, or Queen-10. That's good, actually. You're that's right. the hand. He could have Queen-10 suited. That's the only one that really makes that's sense. That's got to be what Berkey's really afraid of, too. Because Berkey, in Berkey's mind, Queen-10's totally a hand Cates could have here. Yeah. Right? I don't know that Cates really can show up with this hand, but I would think that Berkey would think that. Maybe, Cates, Berke, maybe Cates can. Maybe against Berkey he can. Yeah. Maybe. I think you're supposed to. Ugh, it feels really bad on the turn. I guess you pick up a gut shot on the turn, so yeah. you're like, well, I'm calling. It's better than Queen Jack. So, yeah. Yeah, and you got to figure Berkey's going to check a lot of rivers. So it's Queen 10. We block Queen 10 at least. There are what? There's six combos of Queen 10. There's really two combos of Queen 10. I mean, he's under the gun. It's, fi- it's fi- six-handed. He can yeah. have Queen 10. Queen 10 off? You think he's opening? Yeah. Okay. Fine. He has six Berkey's combos. in the big blind. I think he's opening Queen 10 off. Okay. I don't, I don't know that. I haven't watched. He has eight King. combos. Eight combos of queen ten. You're right. You're right. I was thinking there was a ten on the board. Of course, there isn't. No, eight combos of queen ten. You're right. So eight combos of queen ten, and we think that's it. 
But then you could say, what are the bluffs? And it's really hard to come up with any bluffs, right? Yeah. Is it possible he's betting a set for value on the river? Yeah. Is it what set? Yeah, because he didn't raise at any point. Hard to come up with a set for value. Is it possible he's raising... This is tough. Is it possible he's betting two pair for value? I said raising, but I meant betting. Is it possible he's betting two pair for value on the river? Maybe. But again, Which how do you get value? Which two pair have? Queen nine suited? No, he would have probably shown up, yeah. shown his teeth earlier, right? Yeah. Like the turn would have been a good time to show his teeth there. Um, <clears throat> yep, tough to come up with anything. Nine eight suited? He'd probably, would he really bet that for value? No. Could just get called by a better hand. And yeah. Like Berkey may not fold the one pip up hand there, right. right? Queen Queen eight may call. Queen yeah. nine, whatever. Those both may call. Yeah, and everything better than that almost certainly is gonna call. Nope. Really hard to come up with something here. So this is this is Berkey's conundrum. Yeah. He's like, wouldn't he check back all of his hands here that don't have me beat? Right. And it's a fair, it's a fair question to ask yourself. It is a fair question to ask yourself, but you can't go around folding when you make a straighten check in this spot. I mean, as a rule, you as a general rule, you can't, but in very specific situations, you can. Sure. And if you really can't come up with any hands that you can beat, you should probably fold. That is true, but at the same point, you're playing against Daniel Cates. This guy has moves, you know, like he might be doing something you're not expecting. He, which he, he is. Yeah, he's balanced and has moves. He's. He's never going to show up with... He's the kind of guy who's going to show up with like the right number of bluffs and stuff like that, right? Yeah. He's like very likely to show up with the correct number of bluffs or close to it anyway. Right. More so than most people. Which means if you're anywhere close to the top of your distribution, you have to call. Which obviously the bottom end of the straight is. When we check, oh yeah. my God, we're so close to the top of our distribution. Like most of the time we're betting a 10, right? Yeah. I most understand why Berkey is pausing and tanking and he tanks for a long time, by the way. It takes minutes, right? Like it is $100,000. Yeah. It ain't nothing. It is not nothing, and it looks a lot like Queen 10. Yep. Uh, but at the same point, we checked a straight on the river. We checked to get him to bet. We didn't want it to go. If, if it was going to go check, check, and then we would you know, raise our hands in victory and put a big banner behind us that said mission accomplished, we should have been betting, yeah. right? Because that's not the plan. The plan is to make more money when we improve on the river, not less, not zero. Right. <laughs> so... If we thought he had a worse hand, we should be betting that he can call with. He should. We should be betting. And if we're going to, if we thought, I mean, but this is this, I don't know what to do, man. This is a weird spot. I'm just sort of like, I, I hear myself saying, if we thought he had a worse hand, we should be betting. But we thought he should bet. Yeah. Right. He checked. Why did he check? We don't know why he checked. Yeah, because he didn't snap call. He's afraid of Queen 10. Yeah. That's what's going on. And maybe Jack 10 a little bit too. Maybe. Eventually he does call though. You just have to. You just have to. Distribution I, demands it. And guess who's not happy about it? Um, Matt Berkey's housekeeper? No, Daniel Cates. Oh. In fact. Because she has to stay and work more now? Why is it a she? Well, her name's Carmen. I don't know. Carmen is a, is, could be anybody. But it's a, it, she's a woman. Do you? I mean, I, I have, understand. I, I never went there. Why is, it, why is it a she? That's a really weird question. Ask a female. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm just making all that stuff up, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so, so Berkey calls and Daniel Cates makes the face, you know, he's like, Oh, you took that long to call with that hand. You fucking idiot. Yeah. Like basically that face. Yeah. Yeah. I and, mean, uh, I mean, Daniel Cates did just lose like 150 grand. So is it possible? Let me just ask this for a second. Is it possible Berkey 
I mean, Borgiano talks a lot, and so he really seems to be, like, trying to work this out. Is it possible part of him is like, I mean, I have to call. I know I have to call. But if I take a while, Kate's may just go on tilt because he's <laughs> the kind of guy who gets super angry. So he's slow rolling? So maybe I'm going to, like, not exactly slow roll. What else would it be if you're calling for sure? Well, a slow roll is when you know you've got... It's a knit roll. It's not a slow roll. Like, a slow roll is like, I know I've got the best hand. This is I know I have the best hand. That's a slow roll. That's different. Slow roll is you've already turned over your hand, and I, I know I have the best hand. That's, that's the only thing a slow roll is. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's right. This is different. Um, th- but this would be like to induce tilt by tanking in a spot where he's going to get really upset. Maybe. If, if, he ha- if you have him. And if he has you, then it doesn't matter anyway, right? Right. And actually, you look, kind of, you look awesome on TV, by the way, if he has queen 10 and you take four minutes to call with the bottom end of the straight. Yep. So either way, it's kind of awesome. Um, is it possible Berkey's doing that? Berkey is super caught up in like the emotions that people have as they play. Yeah. He's like really thinking about that stuff. I know. Maybe. He talked to us about that. That would be incredible. If he's like, yeah, yeah, no. I knew after a minute I was calling, but I decided to do all this stuff just in case it would like cause him to spew off another 200K <laughs> later. Maybe. That would be a cool reason. That would be amazing. That is very generous, though. Yeah. Incredibly generous, as opposed to more like, uh, I don't really know what to do here, and I hate my life. Yeah. And as opposed, but, but he did at least find the right decision. It's $100,000. I would take two minutes, probably, just because it's $100,000. Now, I'm not playing with that much money normally. Right. right? But I, I would always call, though, too. I would be like, you win. Yeah. Pro- I, I would honestly probably call really quickly. I forget the two minutes. I'd be like, I know I'm calling. Like, what am I going to do? Why waste <laughs> everyone's time? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's how Matt Berkey won a bunch of money in that hand. I, it's a crazy hand. It is. It's a crazy hand. Poor Gates. Poor Daniel. Sorry, Daniel. Sorry, Daniel. Berkey, you are something. <laughs> that is correct. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make.